0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Control Intelligence. I'm Anna Townsend, Managing Editor of Control Design and your host for today's podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Paul Baki, General Manager of Anka Motion. We'll be discussing motion control technology trends and what they mean for product development at Anka and the future of the automation industry. Hi Paul, thanks for joining me today. Ah, uh, good afternoon,
1: Anna. Good, good morning um, over here. But uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: So today we'll be talking about uh, motion control technology trends and kind of how that's affected your company specifically and and the industry as a whole. Before we dive into some of those product and industry trends, why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about your company? How about some key things a machine builder, system integrator, or manufacturer should know about your organization?
1: Yeah. Firstly, we are a motion control company. We specialize in CNC control, uh, particularly in market segments such as uh, high-speed laser cutting and high-precision five-axis grinding applications. And we've been involved in CNC for over 40 years. We're headquartered in, in Australia but we have a, a global presence um, through our anchor offices uh, all around the world in, in all key regions. We design, manufacture and support all of our major components that, and that ranges from our servo drives, HMI, we have a, a range of uh, tubular linear motors again it's all designed and manufactured by ourselves, and of course, all the software which which makes it all work.
0: Okay, thanks for that introduction. Well, let's talk some more about some of the technologies that you, you mentioned, specifically, uh, what new technology is driving product development for you guys and why?
1: So, as a CNC company, we mainly deal with machine tools. CNC is largely applied to to, to machine tools. And machine tools is all about productivity. And if we talk about productivity, we're talking about things such as efficiency, accuracy, um, repeatability, and certainly reliability. So we're always driven to improve speed and responsiveness, um, energy efficiency, and and of course, automation plays a, a, a key part of that. So if we talk about, examples of what's driving our product development an example is in in laser cutting where over the last several years there's been advances in in high power fiber lasers uh, which is really pushing the speed of how quickly you can you can cut metal and of course to do that you need a a capable cnc system so when we talk about a capable cnc system uh, as an example we're, we're, we're talking about a system that can uh, respond very quickly to a machine dynamic and to do that we need to adopt um, modern microprocessors with uh, lots of capability to do to do processing and when dealing with such dynamic systems we also need to focus on on energy efficiency energy efficiency is is increasingly becoming important so an example of how we're improving that area is we're starting to utilize high efficiency, silicon carbide power semiconductors, again, which are in in our hardware design, specifically in in our servo drives, as they're much more efficient. And of course, um, automation capability is a key element here. And automation has a broad scope. It can be automation of machine configuration or commissioning to process automation, traditionally, such as part loading, using robots or um, other mechanical systems. And under all of that, there's some key trends uh, and really capabilities which support a lot of those other things which I just mentioned. And some of these key trends are elements such as IoT and big data, um, etc. And these capabilities can be utilised to to support these other elements in many ways by capturing, communicating and analysing data from a wide range of, of feedback, either from our hardware or Or other sensors and we can use that to make the process more efficient and more productive by utilizing machine learning for example to improve the process or do things such as provide um, advanced diagnostics or prognostics um, looking at whether there's something may go wrong uh, in the machine.
0: Great it's interesting I I think Faster and more efficient components are a trend you kind of see across the industry. You know, every component wants, wants better data, more analytics to sort of make better use of that industrial Internet of things. Can we talk a little bit more about how IoT figures into your business strategy? Yeah, sure.
1: As a CNC system provider, we mainly act as an IoT enabler. So in our core system, we provide those those capabilities where to gather and communicate uh, the data, again, from a wide range of, of devices. So we can gather information on, on things such as temperatures, whether it's motor temperatures or other elements in the machines, uh, motor currents, machine access positions, vibration, part measurements, again, a wide range of things. And we can do that at very high speed as well, depending on on the information that we're looking to collect. And as mentioned, these can be utilised for things such as uh, advanced diagnostics and and machine learning, integration back to to the MES systems, even development of digital twins. But I guess apart from being an enabler of these core technologies to enable all of this, our real challenge is to find new and innovative ways to actually utilise these capabilities. To solve real-world problems, and in this respect, it's uh, often our customers are the process experts in, in our key markets. Again, in the in the specific machine tool application, so a key strategy for us is to work with our customers because uh, our customers understand their problem space, and we have to work alongside them and provide the, the, the capabilities to solve to solve their problems. So. Our roadmap's already uh, included a lot of these uh, key features or key developments, but certainly I, I expect uh, or I know uh, from looking at our roadmaps that these are the type of capabilities that we are continuing to develop because it's, it's a strong trend and a market expectation.
0: So, what does that mean for for staffing in the future? Also, considering some of the other trends we we've discussed in terms of you know faster, more efficient components, the rise of of IoT. You know, ultimately, how will, how will machine automation and controls alter the way companies staff their operations in the future?
1: Yeah, I've been involved in uh, in this space for over 20 years now, and I've seen a lot of progress in, in the market and in the machine tool space, particularly around uh, automation. You know, once upon a time, there'd be a, one operator per machine and maybe dedicated to a machine uh, and just always in front of the machine operating it, whereas now we see that one operator can cater for many machines. So obviously what's becoming a lot more commonplace is uh, the, the notion of a lights-out manufacturing, no operators, and also a strong push for unmanned small batch production, and that's more of a challenge because we're not talking about high-volume manufacturing there. We're, we're talking about small batches where traditionally the the setup time is, is a limiting factor, or it will be the expensive factor. So we're seeing a lot more automation in that space as well. A strong drive to to automate that. We can see now there's a lot more integration with ERP systems, where the ERP system will allow job scheduling, will through automated processes allow raw material to be delivered where it's uh, where it's required. So again, you know, processes. Uh, Traditionally required, requiring operators is uh, is becoming less commonplace. Things such as off-machine measurement and compensation can now be done uh, automatically, uh, and all of that can be fed back and, and integrated into an MES type of system for for better for uh, better process control. So the way that I see the way the the industry is going is that the goal really is to use the machine tool uh, assets as a, as effectively. Uh, like a printer where in the ERp system you can schedule your jobs and you press print uh, and uh, and the parts or components whatever it is that uh, has been manufactured is automatically sent off to, to the machine and, and manufactured with as little uh, operator involvement as possible so i guess the circle back to your question how is that going to change staffing you know, there's there's obviously a, an increased trend for a reduced requirement for manual operators and i think that these will be more and more replaced by automation engineers
0: yeah i'm pretty sure our, our readers and listeners would would be happy to have increasing levels of of automation drive the need for more controls engineers for sure you know especially with the industry trends impacting hardware innovation and and the push towards towards software solutions so you've talked a little bit about this movement already, but can you talk more about how the development of, of software solutions is impacting requirements for hardware?
1: Yeah, so we are operating now in an environment where that information gathering, that connectivity, uh, that analytics at some level um, is becoming increasingly expected and, and certainly more, more commonplace. So how, how does that affect our hardware design? But we need to make sure that we we include these capabilities in our in our hardware designs, and that may require more sensors to be embedded in in into our devices, make sure that there are mechanisms for feedback. Again, I mentioned some of them before, whether it's uh, around you know, uh, motor currents or temperatures or things like that. And in some cases, we do need to process th- this data at, at some level. Uh, and so we need more microprocessing um, capabilities in our devices as well. And apart from that, we also need to uh, make sure that we implement the communication protocols to to communicate to that wider ecosystem because that connectivity is more and more required as we become a more connected world.
0: Yeah, so we're definitely seeing this convergence of, of engineering and IT across across the industry And you've talked a little bit already about how this is sort of influenced product design and and innovations that your companies are doing right now. Um, But let's jump a little bit to the future. And can you talk a little bit about which one engineering or IT is or will be leading the direction of future automation and technology?
1: Yep, sure. I believe that the the analogy of the evolution of the mobile phone um, is a good example here in, in the context of the question. Where many years ago, a mobile phone had very little functionality other than serving as a phone, it's now evolved into a portable computing and and communication device. And it's obviously significantly more functional and versatile than mobile devices from 10, 20 years ago. So it's a good example. It's a good analogy there. because where the software capabilities drove the hardware development of the mobile phone. So, too, we'll see these enabling technologies and capabilities, such as those relating to IoT, lead system and hardware development.
0: Where would we all be without our cell phones? That's a, a great analogy I think everyone can relate to. So, looking kind of even further into the future, you know, how will technology change your organization and others maybe over the next five years or so?
1: So, yeah, very broad question, but a difficult question um, to answer. <laughs> But uh, certainly, we work in a, in a high technology space, and over the years, the changing face of technology it has had a profound effect on not just the products that we that we develop, but also our own internal operations. So some of these some of these are planned and anticipated, and, and others really are not. And uh, I think an example of the latter is COVID, and it's quite a dramatic example of a not anticipated uh, change. So. COVID has acted as a, as a catalyst in the development and adoption of new ways of working, and it certainly has accelerated manufacturers to, to automate their, their processes. Now, I believe where, where software and IT-related product development were already becoming increasingly represented in our own roadmaps, I'd, I'd certainly expect that to continue. Our software capabilities will continue to grow in importance in terms of our key differentiator, and as, as that continues to grow, it may even have the potential to change the, the, our fundamental business model.
0: Well, great. Thank you so much, Paul, for your time uh, and for your insights into motion control technology trends, IOT trends, and, and the future of, of automation and controls.
1: Thank you very much, Anna.
0: Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in today to Control Intelligence, the podcast for Control Design Magazine. Thanks, of course, to Paul Bakke, our expert today from Anka Motion, for his insights into new technology trends and how the industrial internet of things is influencing product innovation and the future of automation. If you enjoyed this episode of Control Intelligence, don't miss our older episodes and subscribe to find new podcasts in the future. You can find our podcast library at controldesign.com or download all episodes via Apple Podcasts or Google Play.